So we're starting Shir Chav Aleph, page 187. I hope you find this as fascinating as I did. Um, okay, as I've said, it's a, it's a Hanukkah Shir. So we're going to learn a lot about Yavon and Seder, but it's always good. Huh? Yavon is always relevant. Yeah. Yavon is a even deeper problem than uh, than Achashverosh. So I prepare a preparation for Purim. Who was calling me on my uh, nobody important? Okay. Ayin Ra Sharish Malchus Yavan. Okay. So Lashon Rambam, this is the same Rambam that we've been dealing with. That you should be a Bal Ayin Tova. So the last the last couple of times, the last year, dealt with this whole idea of knowing that what's your portion and that everything is, being able to see everything as being there to satisfy your real needs rather than the imaginary needs which are generated by Dasra, what we spoke about in the last, uh, last couple of weeks. Okay, so he says... Aleph, Alexander kovesh et olam b'koach ayin ra'a. Lushon ha'amon bala ayin tova, ve'oto ha'machu chalko yisbako. Ma shekeneged halacha zu, himidat ayin ra'a. In other words, the contrast, okay, let's just wait till there. our uh, people join here. Hello, Josh, hello, Misha. Okay, we're starting again. Okay, page 187, shir chof aleph. Okay, ayin ra'a, Shoresh Malchut Yavhan. Okay, Alexander Kovesh et Olam B'Koach Ayin Ra. So now, as I said a few minutes ago, this is a shir about Yavan, about Hanukkah, right? But it's a very, very important message for us for all time. Lashon Rambam, Bal Ayin Tova, a person should be a Bal Ayin Tova. Voto Ma'at Shehu Chalko, Yismach Bo. He should rejoice with that little that he has, whatever whatever his chalik is. And we said the, the important thing is not that to tell you to be somebody who who uh, punishes himself or suffers, but it means to that with that with what you have, that should be a great cause of simcha because you know that's exactly what you're supposed to have. So what's the contrast? So we're going to have a shear about eyes, ayin, and we're going to have a shear about what is an ayin tov and what is an ayin ara, and all the things that fit into those two categories. When was the yitziah lepoh, when was it manifested in the greatest way? Was... The Greeks, they were masters of Ayinra. And from there, we will, we'll look at the, at, the, at the essence of what Malchus Yavan is. We'll see what the negative aspects of Ayinra is and how we can fix it. What's, what, if somebody... Uh, is suffers from the midah of Ayin Ra, so of course he doesn't want to get stuck there. He wants to be able to make a tikkun. Inyan zenit paresh bigmara. Fascinating story, which we'll see at length, as you see. Right? It's a gemara in Masechet Tamir. Right? 
Daflamid Bet, near the end of Masechet Tamid. Besipur Advarim Alexander Mukdam. So we know about Alexander the Great, Alexander Mukdam, Alexander of Macedonia. Shekavashet Olam, Ad Shehigia Lebedinat Afrika Shemeever Lahareya Choshech. So the Gemara relates about the conquests of Alexander until he reached Medina's Africa, which is on the other side of the Hare HaChoshech, the mountain, the dark mountains. And that's when he learned something of Chochmah and the right path. Of course, it didn't help him too much because he was too far gone in his way, but the Chochmah, but he said, but he did learn the Chochmah. What is, what's, what's the story? The Gemara relates that he came to that place, that area, which was only women. He wanted to fight with them, wanted to wage war and conquer them as well. He was very busy conquering the world, and he didn't want to leave anything out. So they said to him, If you kill us, then people will say, He just killed women. And if we kill you, and they'll say you're, you were a, a king that was overcome by, by women. It's not Kedai for you to fight. It's, it's a lose-lose situation for you. Right? It's not Kedai. So he said to them, bring me bread. They brought him a golden bread on a golden table. He said to them, The people eat golden bread? So these women said back to him, If you're really looking for bread, In your place where you come from, there's no bread to eat? you got to come all the way to here, to Africa, to for, if you're looking for bread, stay home. When he left the place, so he wrote at the gateway of this of their area of their of their town of their province. I know Alexandros Mukton, I Alexander of Macedonia. Avisi Shatya, I was a fool, a shaita. the Asisi le Medinas Africa until I came to the Medinas Africa, which was run by women. The Alifis Eitzah in Nashia, and I learned an Eitzah from the women. Okay, so that's the first half of the story. So they taught him a lesson. When he was going, he sat at a at a spring, a mayan. He was eating bread. Which we translate as salted fish. And as he was washing the fish of their salt in, in, in the spring, so they had a wonderful smell, a very pleasant smell. Omar, and he said to himself, and The smell was so beautiful and pleasant. And he said, this, this spring is coming from Gan Eden. He took the water and he washed his face. He, he followed it, he followed the path, they followed the, the spring, until he got to the gateway of Gan Eden. Roma Kola, and he raised his voice, open the gate. 
Sorry, tzadikim This is only for tzadikim. You can't get in. Amar lahon, he said to them, Ano nami malka ano. I'm a king. Mechshim chashiv. I'm a chashiv guy. Hopefully, immediate. Give me something. Right? You're not going to let me in. Give me something from where from you. Yaiv le gulgalta de ein achadim. They brought him the galgal ha'ayin, the inner part of the the ayin. Atya takle. He went and waited. Shakal b'maznayim. Lukule dava b'kasvadide. On one side of the of the scale, he put the eye that he was given, and the other side of the scale, he put his, all his gold and silver. Lohavi maskele, but the eye was heavier than the gold and silver. Omar lohol the rabbanan. He said to the rabbanan, "My eye. What is this? What, what kind of eye is this that it's?" So heavy that it's weighing down the scales, right? More than all the gold and silver. Amri, so the rabbis told him, Gulgalta de Eina de Bisra, Vidoma, Ilekosova. This is the eye, right? Or the, uh, right? The, the Galgal Ayan of a Basar Vidom, right? Of a man of flesh and blood, the Lokosova, which is never satisfied. You know, it's so heavy, you know, that it has such, it's, the weight of this eye, what it wants, and right that you know it wants more than all the gold and silver that you have, and so therefore it's a very heavy weight. It's very heavy. How do we know that this is the way it is? Shakal klili afra vechasya. Then so they took a little piece of dirt, some dirt, and they covered the eye. The altar takla, and immediately right the right, the uh, the gold and silver. Uh, way down, the way way down went down, and the eye wasn't as heavy it was. Says that the grave and and abadan lotisban won't be satisfied. What happened was we'll see. Rush is going to explain this whole thing, so I don't need to tell you in advance what what how Rush is going to help us understand this very very interesting uh, agadita. So Gemara Zu says Ramesh, Balilamdeno Shorish Kokashal Malchut Yavan Ba'inra is coming to teach us what the Shorish of Malchus Yavan is in Ayinra. Hamelacharishon Shalahem, their first king, or their greatest king, right? Alexander, it's Tayyin Bishifalik Boshit Kolalam. That was his greatest desire. This he stood out from all other people. He wanted to conquer the world. Vyotolim Duanashim. And the women of Africa taught him, What are you such, you know, an ayin for? You have said you 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 you're so hungry for what's outside of you for for you want to conquer and make everything subservient to you. But you should be happy with the bread that you have in your where, where you are. Umalo Africa. What do you care about the gold in Africa? And he admitted to them that they were right. He wrote on the gateway of this Medina that he was he was really a fool. And he learned from the women. That was part of his plan. Right? He says, there's a Gan Eden there? I want that too. 
Umisham limdu oto. So this is the second lesson. One lesson was was the women said, "What do you need? Glad to go back home and and be happy with the bread you have there." And from here they taught him et mahut kocha shel ayin raa hamafila oto. They showed him this is who you really are. You are really an ayin raa, and you're, the koach of the ayin raa is so powerful. They gave him the the, the, the white of the, 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 the inside, the black of the eye, I don't know exactly what they gave him, but they gave him the galgal ha'ayin, and they showed him how heavy it is, how all-encompassing it is, because it's an ayin ra'ah, and it will never be satisfied. It just wants more and more and more and more. Okay, let's turn the page, 188. Everybody in Gan Eden, you get what exactly what your chalik is. And the eye of Alexander, the Chelik of is this eye. This is the the worst, the ra'a, iron ra'a, it's the biggest iron ra'a. And the one that's lacking, chasera. Right? It's lacking everything. There's no, there, there's no eye in the world that lacked as much as Alexander's eye lacked, right? because it was a direct output of the fact that. He had so much. He conquered so much, and the more he conquered, right, the more that was that he wanted. Alexander right. and he wasn't satisfied. He wanted to take everything and swallow it up. Right. Much more than what is necessary. Okay. Ayin ra'azu, right? Mamidat atzmak echasera et ha-metziyut she'im istakel abon. What is ayin ra'a? Ayin ra'a says, I am lacking everything that I see. There is the fact that I see something and it's outside of me. So the ayin ra'a says that is something I'm lacking just because I've seen it. Right? That's, that's, that's the phenomenon. That's what makes us want things which are right, which we which are really not archaic, right? Because the ayin tova, right, is in the contrast, is not affected by what it sees. Right? The ayin tova doesn't say, oh, that's out there, I need it. No, the ayin tova said, right, it's out there, very good, let it be out there. What does that have to do with me? Right? I'll get what I need. But not but not but I don't want things just because they're out there. Okay. So but but the ayin ra'az bebichinat v'chol asher shaluenai. Just as the king Kohela says, I had everything that my eyes asked for. Ha'ayin shoelat uvevakeshet. The eye asks for things. He seeks things. Require what requests. V'zeh ha'shem sirsure ar As we spoke about last time, it's the agent, right? The the go between, right? Between you and 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 the avera, adam et hadavar. It shows you that you're missing, you're lacking that, and that's why it's necessary. Every time you see something, you see something, whether it's good, whether it's not good, whether it's for you, whether it's not for you. That's lo sasura You see, right? See something which is forbidden, and that's you just want it. As we saw in the previous shiurim. Okay. 
and this is what made Alexander operate. This is what this this is the koach, and he quotes here Ayin Maral the Tivosher, and you'll see right, the, the Maral and the right, everything everything that Moshe is saying here is based on these Maral's that Maral's interpretation of these Agados are are, are all there you know, in the Maral's lashon, but it's right, you'll see that's there. Okay. Okay, so that's so that's the introduction. That's the introduction to our to, to our discussion, right, about uh, who Alexander Alexander was, and this is and he's telling us this is the meaning of the of the symbolism, the the allegory of this of this Chazal, right, that right, that he was right, he was shown that this is who you are, Alexander. You are this Ayin Ra'ah. Your Ayin Ra'ah weighs more than all the, your gold and silver. Because it it is chaser more than all your gold and silver, because all the gold and silver that you have just caused it to create a bigger chisar and a bigger desire. I'm, I'm I'm missing more, and so therefore it's out there. I need it, and therefore that's the ayin ra. And the only thing that's going to get rid of the ayin ra is to be covered with a little dirt. When you die, all of a sudden you're right, you'll see that everything evaporates. All of the possessions that you have, you'll see, and all the things that you wanted, you'll see are 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 worthless. Okay, well that's that's the introduction. So now right Ramesh is going to teach us right, a very important chilukim between the eye and the ear. Okay. He spoke about this a lot, Ramesh, and uh, very fundamental things that very few people think about, speak about. Ha'ayin tfisat chokma, ha'ozen tfisat bina. We know that there's two faculties that a person has, right? Chochma and Bina, and then right, Das is combination, it wraps it all up, it makes it part of you. Right? But but the person's not understanding, his knowledge of things, right, comes in two in two forms. The form of Chochma and the form of Bina. Right? Chochma right, is comes from the eye, and Bina comes from the ear. And we will see why this is true. So it says, Why is it that it's Dafka the eye that turns a person into somebody who is chaser, who is missing things, who's lacking? And it's the eye which controls, which leads as leads him to his, his uh, to what he wants, to his what he strives for. So Ramesh says, "Hachushim shel adam al koltim at mitzut." What are the five, the senses? Hey, Chamisha, there's five senses, right? as we know. Riyashmiya, hakolil dibur. He says, right, "Speak speech is included in in hearing." Reach. So there's seeing, hearing. Reach, the sense of smell. Tam, the sense of taste. Umnishush, and the sense of touch. Bivivnei adam, right? And you look at the structure of the the physical structure of man. Right? Because right, you have your, or the eye is high in your face, right? It's up here, right? A little, a little lower is your ear, a little lower is your nose, your mouth, right? And, and et cetera, et cetera, right? So the different parts. So, so the fact that that it's the highest physically, that, that indicates that it's the most preeminent, the predominant. Vugavoa gam be'efchutat fisa shelo. And it's the 
the the the highest it's the supreme sense of being able to grasp the the reality outside of us. The and it's the root of all all the other senses. As Gemara says that a blind person is like a met. There is a, the essence of what a, how a person interacts with the world is with his eyes. Right? When you right, and we know that you know that it says that if you eat in a in a room and you can't see, it's too dark to eat, right? To uh, to see your food, you don't enjoy the food. Right? It could be the tastiest food in the world. But as I'll say that you know it's going to be. You have to you have to see it. Right? It's part of the hano. Right? Okay, so all, all all of the different senses are going to be subject to the koach of the riyah. So now, what does that have to do with us? Koach mashal Okay, so riyah is connected to the concept of kochma. says, my heart saw a lot of kochma v'dat. Ve'ilu koach hashmiyah. As a Pasuk, he brings another Pasuk. The Pasuk associates right, the Havana, Bina, with Oznav Yishma. Okay. There is an essential difference between Right, vision and hearing. When you see something, you see everything all at once. Right? You walk into a room right, and you open your eyes and you see everything that's in the room, everything that's in front of you. Right? Exactly. It doesn't come in any kind of a sequence. Uh, first I see the chair and then I see the table and then I see the books and then I see the people in the room. No. It's all one, right? Okay, one, as they say in Yiddish, one blick, right? One, one perception, right? Chochma okay. sees things as a whole. I see everything all together. Right? We'll see. But if you talk about Hearing, right? When you hear somebody speak, you hear the syllables in sequence, one after the other. Right? The and all of the syllables that you hear, right, become have become meaning because the person who hears them makes sense out of them. Right? Was, okay, you're, you're hearing me speak, right? And I speak one syllable at a time, and you take those sounds, and you take the sound that you heard ten seconds ago, and the sound that you heard nine seconds, eight seconds, second, and then you say, "Oh, right, right." There's a complete thought here, but who created that complete thought? That complete thought is is created in the in the in, in the in the mind of the of the shomea. Right? He hears it, and now he makes sense of all of those things. He puts it all together. They didn't put it all together, so then each one would be, each syllable would be a meaningless sound, right? Okay. This is what bina is. 
המגיע בהבנת דבר מתוך דבר. That's what it means to be מבין דבר מתוך דבר, means that I understand things in a certain sequence. Right? I am because I know A, and A leads me to B, and B leads me to C, etc. So now, is a מבין דבר מתוך דבר. Right? So that's the opposite of, of, of ראייה. ראייה says, I see everything all at once. Right? There is no, this follows, this, this follows that. Here, there is a, a, a Seder, an order, a sequence. So that's Chochmah is the, the grasping everything at once, and the Bina is, or what you grasp in a single thing, and the Bina is what you create in your mind by making Seder, making sense out of the different things that you hear. Okay. Kivan shehavana binuya al tseruf pratim abayim so Havana, understanding, Bina, is, is built on combining Pratim, which follow one after the other. Harei, Bishmiyah HaKlau, Trey Kali Lo The Gemara says, you can't hear two things at the same time, because I have to hear this, and then I have to hear the next thing. If I hear two things at the same time, so they contradict each other, they're, 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 they, they 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 cancel each other out. They they, they don't right? because I have to hear one thing and then hear hear another thing. If you tell me two things, then 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 I then I then not then I have less than if I had you know zero or I have that it equals zero because they don't they they cancel each other. Havana second to pratim. Havana understanding deals with details. Umamida kol davar and puts everything in its place. Right? There's Havana. Where, how does this fit in? Right? Right. Even we want to understand the uh, piece of Gemara. How does this idea fit in? How does this concept fit in? How does, right, how does this statement fit in with other statements? And you're, and you're trying to take the details and create a whole picture out of them so that it makes sense. But that's the Koach of Shmiah. But by seeing, Lo yitachen l'rot davar echad levado. You can't see anything on its own. Right? In other words, you can't say, oh, I'm going to shut everything out and just see this. Right? You've got to see everything that's in, that's in your field of vision. Right? It's always in kind of a background, one thing close to the other. You know, I see them. They're not one after the other. They're one next to the other. Right? One thing next to the other. Chochmah means that I grasp the klal, right? As one mitziut. I just understand that this is what's happening, right? You go outside, you look and you see, right? You look, what's, how does it look outside? So it's it's dark and it's raining and and there's, you know, and there's, right? And people are running around. I see a whole picture all at one time. I don't see, oh, first I hop that it's dark. And then I hop that it's raining, and then I hop that it's you know that, that you know that something else that there's a car on the street. No, I hop. I see everything all at once. Okay? If I were to tell you the story of what I saw, I couldn't tell it to you all at once. If, if you're telling somebody who's not at the window, what did you see? So first you say, I see it's dark outside, and then I'll tell you that it's raining outside, and then I'll tell you there's a car on the street. Right? I have to tell you one thing after the other, and then the hearer has to put together a picture from the shmia of. Oh well, 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 what's what's going on outside? But the person who saw it, he doesn't have to put anything together. He saw it all in, in one, in, 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 in one, in one look. 
Okay, so that's something about the difference between Re'i and Shmi'ah. Further, Kishem she'achokma mityachesed l'ri'ah, kachi meshula or. So or, I mean, there's a Moshe's, Torah is light, the Chochma is or, which makes sense because Re'iyah, you can only see, right, when there's light. You can't see in the dark. Ha'or shal ha'chochma me'ir bevatachat. So the light of Chochma is me'ir, it illuminates all at once. Le'umat ha'bina ba'metzarfim pratim davar me'toch davar. V'zelo ke'ach zman, right? Bina takes time. When we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we daven, we say in our tefillahs, so we're asking that we should have a, be given the gift of seeing whole things, right? seeing, seeing things in their entirety, not just having to, to work things out tediously, one thing after another, but to get a picture, right? To, have a revelation, kind of, right? It's, right? The, the, the Chochmah becomes a, a divine revelation of, 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 of what the reality is, whereas the, the Bina is less of a revelation and more of a uh, opposite revelation of putting things together, right? A discovery. Ella. Right. So what's the problem? He says, You can't really use when well, Chochmah is too general. Right? In other words, you have to break things down. Right? You know, you want, I have a Chochmah, I have an understanding of the, of the whole picture, but it's not useful. Usefulness only comes when I break things down into the details, and then I say, well, how can I, how can I learn? How can I use this, and how can I use that? Lehavim, what does it mean to Lavin to understand Perusho? Right? Okay. Okay. I the simple uh, example that I gave before, right? You're looking outside, it's dark, it's rainy, and there's a car on the street, right? To make use of that information, I have to think about what does it mean to be dark. Right. What's the implication of darkness, and what's the implication of rain, and what's the implication of cars on the street? Right. In order to be, to have any to be useful to me, right? Dark. Okay. Dark means that uh, I won't be able to see very much. Rain means that I better wear a raincoat, otherwise I'll get wet. Right. Cars on the street means I better be careful when I cross the street. Everybody, you know, I won't let my little kids cross the street because they think so. Oh, no, it's, in order to, but I see it all at one time. But in order to make it into useful information. I have to break down into its component pieces. Okay. But again, you can ask questions, but let me let me finish the paragraph and then if anybody wants to help me help us uh, get a little bit more into this. Hariyah The beginning of all things is comes from seeing. It says there's nothing in the senses which brings you to seeing things. Whatever. Just like seeing is all of a sudden, right? either you see it, right? you happen to see it, you, you, you come upon it and you see it all, but there's nothing that leads you to you, so the same thing happens with Chochmah. There's nothing in our consciousness which precedes Chochmah. 
which comes from outside of Chochma to Chochma. Chochma is a revelation. Chochma is mitnotzetz. It sparks and, and illuminates from above. Anachnu yicholim l'kayim yogato u'matzata. Right? There is the, the right, Chazal tell us, right? Yogato u'matzata, right? And so it says, ta'amin. Right? So it says, yogato v'lo matzata, you, you shouldn't believe it. A person says, I toiled and I didn't find. A person says, lo yogato u'matzata, al ta'amin. A person says, I didn't toil and I did find. But the point here that Rabbi Moshe is making is yogato u'matzata, right? That I worked, I toiled, and I found. So everybody says, well, I mean, that's a contradiction. If I toiled, so then it's not a metzia. A metzia is something that happens when I'm just walking down the street, and I happen to see, you know, they, uh, somebody dropped a 50 shekel bill on the street. That's a metzia, right? What I work for, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I work for an hour and, and I earn 50 shekel, right? So that's not, that's not metzia. That's not metzia. It's yagati. I, I, I worked. And I was paid for my work. So the idea of yagata with matzata are really two contradictory things. Right? You toil and then you find. So it says yes. But that's what chokhmah is. Right? With chokhmah, right, you, you have to toil because the Kodesh Baruch Hu commanded us to toil. Right? Right? Odom lo'omol yulad. Right? You have to, you have to work hard. Right? That's, that's the command. But what the result of that is right, any chokhmah that you get Right? is going to be a divine revelation. It's an inspiration. Put the thought into your head right? that made you think the things that you thought. They enabled you to see. Right? You found it. Right? Okay. Right? Even, even the, 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 the Greek guy said, uh, Eureka, right? I found it. Right? Right? After he thought about it for a long time. Right? Because, he, because it's a metzia. Right? That's, right. right. Right? It's a metzia. It's something which is unexpected, which comes out of nowhere. Right? How did I? How did I think of that idea? Where did Where did it come from? Right? If you can't trace it back to anything, right? the idea just popped into my head. Okay? How, do, how do ideas pop into your head? Because that's the way the world works. That's the way Kodesh Baruch created the world. That, that there is chokhmah, and chokhmah is things that are metzias. They're, they're they they pop into your head. Right. Right. means that something new is coming into existence. It wasn't there before. Yesh right. Right, in the Zohar, right? as the pasuk says, right? the chokma comes from nothing. That's where it, that's where it's found. Bina is yesh right? One thing from another thing. In other words, the chokma was there, and Right, I'm building on something which is there. So from, from so if somebody derives something from a from a from one from one uh, piece of kachma and creates another piece of kachma, so that's yesh meesh. That's not a creation. That's that's right, that's taking something which is existent and developing it. 
להבין דבר מתוך דבר, או ליישב את כל הפרטים, דבר דיבור על, על אופניו. Right, to understand everything and it's right, put everything in its place and 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 see right right there is a person who has bina he takes right lots of chokhmah and or chokhmah that he has and he develops it and he makes it he makes sense out of it he organizes it he puts it uh, he puts it together in in in, in a straight and an orderly fashion right so he's not he's the the person of bina isn't the creative person right Again, it's a certain there's a certain type of creativity right to to be able to do Bina but he's not the creator right he's not the one who is creating the, the Chochmah, right is the right? He, he's the one who is is manipulating he's organizing he's taking what other people have done for him you can say that let's say you somebody created a, a, a wonderful book right? you know something right right so the guy who interprets the book, the guy who, who understands the book, right? There is hopefully, you know, in, in the best case scenario, right? Ramosha is the creator of this year, and in right, my small role can the, the the best case scenario will be, be to right, help us understand it, make sense of it in some way. But there's no necessary, there's no creation, as I speak. Maybe, right? Ramosha once told me I was once uh, once had a conversation with him. Right? And uh, so we happen to be riding on the bus together, right? Which is a nice thing to do, right? Even though uh, Reb Moshe was known to have, uh, you know, told people who sat next to him on the bus and wanted to start conversations, and uh, uh, Reb Moshe is quoted as saying, "Nesiyameshutefet einena mechayevet sicha." Just because we're riding next to each other doesn't mean we have to talk to each other, right? So don't bother me, right? <laughs> so that's that's what I heard the, the quote, right? Remember, Moshe didn't like small talk and he didn't want people just you know, talking to him because oh, they say. Right? But anyway, that morning I had been to Reb Moshe to his house to ask him a question, to ask him some questions that had, that, I, that I needed to discuss, and I left the house and I was waiting at the bus stop. You know, two minutes later, out pops Reb Moshe from his house and comes to the same bus stop. So anyway, so it was a very so anyway, getting back to the, to the story today. So he asked me about different uh, where I learned, where, where I learned in America, where I learned in Eretz Israel, and he, he didn't have that close a connection that he that he knew those facts about me. And uh, so I told him I learned here, I learned there, and I described the, uh, you know, uh, what I learned, what what one Rosh Hashiva, what his type of, uh, of of thinking was, and what the other Rosh Hashiva. Without I don't want to mention names, certainly not in public, but uh, but he, he said and. And he, and, but they were very different. I described them there, you know, being very different. And Rosh says, "Yeah, the two different parts of the brain, right? This Rosh Hashiva has developed that part of the brain, which was the organizing and putting things together, you know. And uh, you know, his shurim were the most, you know, well organized things that you know, with all the details fitting into. It. And the other Rosh Hashiva was much more uh, insightful, creative, you know, telling you things that you, you never would have thought of, you know, and things like that. So you know." Those are two different kochos that a person has. And that's really a koach of chokhmah. The latter was the chokhmah, was just inspiration, sparks of of, uh, of, of things that came, right, out of, obviously out of great toil. And the other one was the organizer. Right? So that's what Ramesh is telling, talking, telling us here also, that there's that there's, that there's two different kochos. Some people have more of the koach of chokhmah, some people have more of the koach of mina. But that's, that's, how, that's how the world works. Okay.
Rabbi, oh, really? the fascinating part of your story for us living in America is, is that a rabbi of this caliber is riding a bus. Yeah. 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 You, you are 100% right. Um, you'll see, the, you read the book about Rav Moshe, you'll see that people were driving him all over the place. Right? He had lots of rides to different places. Right? But uh, yes, he was riding him. But I'll tell you more than that. When I was a bocher and a mir yeshiva, this was already later years when I was already married and I was already teaching, etc. But when I was a bocher and a mir yeshiva, right, um, and I was after lunch at lunchtime, I was going into town, right, and uh, and there, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, no less than right, the the grand rosh yeshiva of the mir yeshiva, was next to me at the bus stop, you know, and, and so, okay, and uh, Reb Volpe used to ride the bus, you know, and. Uh, all kinds of, you know, okay. In those days, that's that's the way it was. Okay, okay. So I still ride the bus, by the way. And I, I never, I never graduated, but from the, uh, from the, uh, from my bus straight state. Anyway, okay. So, Hariya nimtzeit ba'ayin. Okay, Hariya is in the eye. Okay. And now, listen to to this word. Uh, Word play or word, uh, right? If you look at Mayan, the word Mayan, right? A spring, it has the word I in it. Hanovea, the flowing stream. Right? The Pasig, he actually doesn't use the word Mayan, right? What does he say? He says, uh, Eliezer, right? Ebed Avram, when he's, when he's talking to. To Lavan and Besuel, and he's describing uh, his journeys, and he's, he's looking for the wife for for Yitzchak. He said he uses the word "ayin." I came to the ayin. Vehatam shehachokma. So this here. So he said, "What's the relationship between a flowing spring and chokma, which is the eye? Right? And the ayin is the kocha chokma. Shebechokma." Nimza makom hanevia me haayin el hayesh dugma tamaya. Very, very powerful sentence. In Chachma, that's where the flow comes from nothing, from ayin to esh, from, from pre existence to existence, dugma tamaya. Right. The the spring comes out of the out of the ground. Right, where does it come from? When it's in the ground, for our purposes, it, it doesn't. Right, we, it's coming out of nowhere, so to speak. Right, okay, we know. You, you dig deep enough, you'll find the source of the spring. But but it's it, but you know, it's not like you know just the river. Right, the river. Yeah, you know, the the river here is flowing from there. Right, you know, walk. You know, I know I know exactly where the river is coming from. Right, the spring is coming out of nowhere. Right. Okay. And that's where the chokhmah is. And now, the makor in the source ain't siyum v'sof. There's no end to it. Right? In other words, it's infinite. Right? The source is constantly flowing. V'chein ha-chokhmah tamid mitchadesh v'yotzeit me'ayin yilyesh. And the chokhmah is similarly. Chokhmah is constantly mitchadesh. There's always a baruch Hu is sending chokhmah, right? He's sending new, new ideas, new thoughts, new into, into people's heads, and it's coming out of nowhere. But this is a baruch Hu created the world. He says, "Bereishis," right? Right? And uh, 
one of the translations in the in the Zohar is in the Chokhmah is at the beginning. Chokhmah created the world. Bereshis Bore Elokim. Chokhmah is is creation, and Chokhmah is but it, and it's an ongoing creation, not something that Chokhmah did. Five thousand seven hundred, whatever, 80, 80 years ago, right? It's an ongoing creation of constantly putting new thoughts, new ideas into people's heads, and and where does it come from? I don't know. Okay, and 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 you know, it, you, you can experience it. You can experience. It. That sometimes, that all of a sudden, you learn you know, learn a piece of Gemara, you learn a sugi, you, you think about it, and all of a sudden, something pops into your head, something comes into your head, and all of a sudden, things make sense, right? Things right? things become clear. You see a whole picture, right? It's, it's, a, right, it's a chacham, okay? Okay. Okay. In the bottom here, there's a footnote which is completely unintelligible to me, written in Kabbalistic language, so we're not going to uh, bother with that. In the previous page is a footnote which I didn't go into. Maybe we'll try to see it a little bit later. Okay, Gimel. Okay, let's add another section for today. Shoresh koach ha'ayin lishof le'einsof. The ayin wants to strive for infinity. By understanding that the koach of Re'iyah is rooted in Chochmah, we understand why an ayin is never happy, never satisfied. Right? It says, the eye will not be satisfied with Osher. Alexander, right? It's the eye of flesh and blood which is never satiated. The ayin wants to go more and more. It pushes us. That's right. So it either pushes good or pushes bad, but it pushes us. Right. Right. It's always flowing, as we just said. There's a constant flow of Chachma coming right into the world. And the ayin right, just wants more and more. The, the, the eye wants more and more of the, of the flow. Right? It's, an infinite, it's coming from an infinite source, and the eye wants to be connected to the infinity of the source. There's no, there's no completion or sviya or, or satisfaction, satiation. Right? Because the eye grasps things as something that's always there's always more. There's always something coming out. There's always something coming out of the spring. And the eye sees that and, and it's related to it. And it says, well, the more that comes out, the more I want. Okay. So now, so if that's the ayin, so before, so we haven't we haven't yet gone into the distinction between ayin tova and ayin ra. Up till now, we've just discussed the, what the ayin is. I have now, Rabbi Moshe tells us the important distinction. I have del ben ayin tovala ayin ra'a talui b'makom bo nimtzet tfisat hayesh shel ha'adam. It depends on what you grasp as being real existence. 
אם האדם רואה את היש בחוכמה האמיתית, if a person sees existence as in the true חוכמה, הנובעת מהמעיין של גילוי האינסוף, which flows from the revelation of the infinity, which, right, שהוא בבחינת מעיין תימצא, מעיין, it flows from, from, from nothingness into existence, שם הוא לא שבע, he's never שבע, ותמיד יקבל ויהיה לו יותר ויותר. So a person says, my existence is firmly in the world of חוכמה, and it's going to be, I'm never going to be happy with, with, with what I have, because I know there's more and more coming into the world. זוהי העין הטובה. This is the good eye. שמתגלה בה, הנביאה מהמקור נעלם. That in that eye you see the, the flow from the hidden source. הנקרא עין שאין לו סוף. It's called עין, it's an infinite עין. עין with an אלף, עין with a nothingness. אלא יש הניתן לנו. To the, to the יש, right? To, to the to existence which we have. אך, מי שמעמיד את עצמו על בסיס אחר של יש, but if somebody puts himself in a different situation of existence, כתפיסת חיי העולם הזה, right, looking at the world from a this worldly point of view, הרי העין שלו חסרה וצמאה למילוי ללא גבול מהעולם, right? so the eye is lacking and thirsty for fulfillment, infinite, right? ללא גבול, without, without, without boundaries, without limits, כתבה העין, because that's, that's what eyes do. Eyes want, always want more and more and more. Because the idea here is, maybe I'll say it more clearly, but here the idea is, is that your ayin is always going to, to strive for never-endingness. More and more and more. That's the nature of the eye. Right? It's, right. Now, Right? The, but the olam haza is limited. Right? So, right? I, I, I think that's what we say. Right? Well, let's see. That's the first gilui, first thing that you grasp. Now we're going to go into the issue of whether the world was created yesh me'ayin or not, right? And that's going to be, you're uh, going to explain, that's the the uh, the big machlokas between the chokhmas ha-Torah and the chokhmas Yavon. Ha-chokhmah tofeset at the gilei me'ayin sof, u'vakeshe tamit tosefet me'atachonin l'anamdat. In other words, if the world was created yesh me'ayin, chokhmah is yesh me'ayin, so therefore we, we view ourselves as living in this world which always wants more from the Ayin, right, from that, from that, from the, from the, right, which is, which is the source of existence. V'ilu chokhmas yovon, ha-mimamida et atzma al tfisat metziut shona, it has a different way of grasping reality. Be'etzem tfisat ha-yesh kedavar kayam li-atzmo, it sees things, it sees existence as something which exists on its own. Goremet levakesh et ha-milui shol ha-ayin min ha-yesh ha-kayam. So that once the milui, right, the fulfillment of the, of, the, of, the, of the eye from that which exists. There is the, the, the shorish of ra, of the ayin ra'a, means that I'm going to, right, since 
there is no ayin. Right? There is no yesh me'ayin in, in, in the Greek way of looking at the world because according to the Greeks, the world was kadmon. The world was always there. There was no, there was no creation. Right? There, was no, uh, there was never a creation of yesh me'ayin. There's never creation of yesh me'ayin, so the whole world is a closed system. Right? And so we're looking for full fulfillment in, in a closed system. Right? As opposed to looking for fulfillment in, um, in, from an infinite system. Now, this can explain a couple of things. I mean, we'll have to see, but let's explain a couple of things. In other words, if, first of all, if I'm looking for fulfillment in an infinite system, so I'm never afraid that, the, that I'm going to run out of things. I'm, I'm not afraid of competition. I'm not afraid of, of other people taking my thing because, right? right? Because it's, 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 there's always going to be an infinite, there's always, there's always more and more and more that, that's coming into the world. Because work was constantly... Bore, right? There's, there's bringing into the world more and more yesh me'ayin, right? Right? And, but if I live in a limited world, so I live in a world where everything is, right, that, that right, the, the, my, my ayin wants everything, and my, by, by wanting everything, it means by necessity that I have to take away from other people, right? Because, right, because, it's either they have it or I have it because the world is limited. There's no such thing as we were just discussing today. And uh, uh, just, just, just reminding me of the discussion that we had today, learning, uh, uh, learning uh, Rav Dessler, Michtav Melio, about the ideas of uh, he's talking about the about Teva and Nes, and Bitochon and Nishadlus, and he was talking about how right, people make the mistake and they think that. You know, that there's a limited amount of resources available for Parnas in the world, and therefore everybody's got to, we have this idea that everybody's got to go out and fight for their share of the pie because it's a small, it's a limited pie, and the pie has to be divided up, and it's, you know, whatever you get, if, if, you, if you get it, then I'm not going to get it, right? As opposed to the picture that Akkadabahu created the world far beyond the needs of any person, right? Of any, of any, right? there's, there's, a million, there's a million times available more than the world needs. Uh, the idea here is that that when, when we're looking at the world as being a product of an, inf an infinity, so then there's no limitations. Right? Then, then, and then we can look at everything as being ayin tova. We can look at everything as being, yes, it's there, and then, you know, and I, I don't have to grab anything, I don't have to take anything, I don't have to conquer anything. Alexander felt he had to conquer the world. Why? Because there's a limited amount, and, and, and if I don't get it, so then somebody else is going to get it. Right? But if if we look at for the infinite, so then we have then we have the, the Doberia you know, comment. So, but a lot of people say that Alexander died of grief because he didn't have anything left to conquer. <laughs> um, well, it's he's going to bring the fact that Alexander died before the age of thirty-five, right? Um, right, and uh, anyway, so I don't know if he died of grief. Uh, or, uh, I mean, other uh, people Kabbalah, say he got a very terrible sickness. Okay, but 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 uh, Rav Moshe is going to tell us the Chazal say that it says in the Pesach, "Anche domim umir malo yechetsu yemehem," right? That they don't even live half the life, and if a normal person's life, and you know, yemei shana seinu shivim shana, right? Seventy years was considered to be a normal lifespan, and they lived for, and he didn't live to thirty-five, so you know, it was anche them. So I think that uh, whatever the uh, apparent cause was, but the deeper cause was, is that 
That's what happens when you have an ayama. Okay, so we'll stop here. And okay, we're 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 in the middle, um, and as we say, we'll be talking about how uh, how this affected uh, Yavan's view of the world, etc. And uh, okay, uh, we'll have to suffice today with this uh, with this first part of this year, in which Hashem will continue and be able to understand it and see what Moshe has to say. Okay, so we'll close for today. Thank you. Thank for you coming. very much, everyone. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you for joining. Thank, Thank you. A pleasure.